This is the Dive Bomb Squadcast, presented by Dive Bomb Industries. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Dive Bomb Squadcast. I'm your host, Asher Tolliver. It's been a month now since the first ever Dive Bomb Squad Fest, and man, what a weekend it was. Now that we've had a little bit of time to reflect on the event, I'm joined on the phone today by our very own Kyle Jones and Kay Tricky to break down Squad Fest weekend in a little more detail and maybe talk a little bit about the uh, upcoming waterfowl season. Guys, what's up? What up? What's up, fellas? Not too much, man. Just um, enjoying this nice, hot, humid weather here in the beautiful natural state. <laughs> it's been a, been a warm one so far, hasn't it? Yeah, but, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not going to complain. I'm used to it, man. This is uh, – we're having a lot of fun with the kids and getting out and about, enjoying the weather. So, uh, man, as long as it's not raining, I can, I can deal with the heat, but – uh, let me loose. Let me get outside and have some fun, and we'll sweat it off. It's all good. So <laughs> it's like rec- it's like record high temps here in man, Washington. I saw that. Like, I saw that. 118 degrees, dude. Judy like, and what? them are out there with like misters, uh, like <laughs> blowing up on their deck and their. There's rigging up, up misters on the on the deck in the sack. I was like, man, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> So, so other than than your daily tasks and responsibilities for Dive Bomb Industries, what's what's going on in your world right now? Uh, man, for me, I've been doing a lot of dog training and blowing my duck call a lot. after Squad Fest. Actually, I uh, got y'all fired up, dude. Seeing those dudes blow on stage, I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. So I picked it up and I've been blowing it about every day, and not really trying to get to where i can compete or anything i just want to get better at blowing a duck call so i've been doing that a little bit and uh fishing a little bit in the afternoons but it's just been so hot we'll blow in the the two man next year Cade. we'll practice we'll we'll do i mean we're we're not gonna we're not gonna be up there with anybody but we'll go there and just have some fun i mean it's informal anyway so it's we'll go do it for shits and gigs yeah we'll do it next year what about you kyle man i uh I just want to say, Cade, Cade sandbagging because he's going to start cutting some checks next next summer <laughs> on these duck calling contests. Uh, man, I, I uh, so I just moved into a house in Western Washington um, last Thursday, and then I get married this weekend. Um, so, man, weekend before that, we were, we actually had our wedding shower in Houston, Texas flew from texas to michigan and we drove from michigan to washington in about a day and a half and then loaded up loaded up our apartment that i haven't been to since like february and uh moved into our house man you've been all go dude you've been all over the place yeah i just look up and you're like in a different not just a different (laughs) state but you're in a totally different region it feels like it's like two days Oh yeah, oh yeah. Bozeman, Montana. We stopped there on Tuesday, and then two weeks before that, we're at Squad Fest, you know. And then we're in Texas and Michigan and all over the place. Wisconsin, a couple weeks before that, turkey hunting, but Colorado. Yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy off season for sure. No doubt. I'm starting to see an awful lot of these 
fall can't get here soon enough and who's ready for waterfowl season post on social media. You mentioned turkey hunting. You guys are both big turkey hunters and I know spring is your favorite time of year, but now that turkey season is long gone, are you starting to long for the days of cooler temps and migrating waterfowl? Are you not quite there yet? I am. I am for sure. I, I mean, I love turkey hunting. I love spring and everything, but at this point we're past that and I'm, definitely looking forward to fall right now that's what's in my sights i'm ready to go hunting i'm tired of stuff i think uh man i'm still like waiting for that to like hit me across the face because after after squad fest i was like all right i'm ready for like another calling contest or game fair or just to like be able to network with all these people and talk to them because like that was the first show that we had in a year and a half you know, so there's a lot of people I, we have not seen for a long time that we're used to seeing, you know, every couple months or every yeah. couple weeks. And so that just kind of made me, you know, I'm sure as it gets to like late August, I'll be ready. But I think right now I'm just like chomping at the bit to to grind it out to another show set up and right. meet a bunch of new people and call from Con Contest. Yeah, I enjoyed it, man. I, as far as the hunting side, personally i'm i'm not there um yeah you know there, there was a time i was i've talked about it with k before i was just always looking forward to the next season without you know enjoying the one i, I was in and i, I don't want to do that anymore i mean I, I love going to the lake this time of year playing with my kids outside catching lightning bugs or whatever they're, they're just growing up so fast um i'll be ready for waterfowl season when it gets here but it's July right now, and I, I'm going to enjoy this this hot, humid weather and everything that it, it brings with it. Okay, we're going to have to go and catch some smallmouths before long. I mean, I, I think it should be about right now that those late spring rains have finally chilled out. I know. I was thinking about that yesterday. It's got to be getting close, especially, like, some of these creeks here close, like, just for fly fishing for bass and stuff. We need to do that soon. I bet it's getting right. Yeah, it's got to be. So let's – Let's talk about Squad Fest a little bit now that we've had some time to sit back and evaluate it. Colin, a scale of one to ten, how would you rate the event overall? Man, at, at first, if we would have had the amount of people that I anticipated, I would have been at like a, you know, like a probably like a seven to eight, just to be modest and conservative. But with the amount of people that we had show up, honestly, man, I, I don't know how you can't rate it any lower than a nine or a nine and a half because it was it was outstanding you know i think the the only thing that i think uh kind of took us by surprise was the amount of people that actually came uh you know i i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't have it as less than a nine and a half uh to be honest because it was just it blew my it blew me away that's kind of what i was going to say overall I couldn't be happier with the way the event went, but I've got to give it a nine. My points were docked for the opening two hours and the congestion in the showroom. But like you said, being the first one, we had literally no idea what to expect. It's not that we weren't prepared, but the attendance, especially so early, was so much higher than any of us could have anticipated. We were just caught a little off guard in our ability to check everybody out. But you know what? We did right by the people. We 
not only bumped up the sale to 20% off all items, but we extended the sale to run the entire day on Friday to make sure everyone was taken care of. So while it didn't open as smooth as we probably would have liked, I think we did a really nice job adjusting to the situation and everybody seemed happy. So overall, um, I'm going to give it a nine. What about you, Cade? Um, I would rate it the same. I I was just going to say 10. I can't think of anything. You know, I haven't been to a lot of these shows in my life or comedy competitions. I haven't been around that atmosphere a whole lot, but for being introduced to it, damn, I don't know of anything that could have been better. Um, I mean, the amount of people that showed up was great and seeing the faces that you've seen all year or the past three years or whatever on social media. And, um, I don't know. Everybody was in a good mood. No fist fights in the parking lot. No, <laughs> I don't know, it was just there was nothing to complain about. It was literally, literally everything. Jason the Rogers, they... Jason Rogers didn't show up. <laughs> Humble was talking a bunch of trash. Just never, never came. Uh, is that spam? It's yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's really fun. But yeah, I mean, as far as from from what I what I, I've never been around that, like I said, but from being introduced to that kind of atmosphere, I don't see anything that could have been better that wasn't better. Um, it was pretty dang good. Let's talk about the food and beverages. What kind of Mm. feedback did you guys get from the food that was offered as well as the availability of cold beer? Dude, old Bart, Bart likes that Arkansas boy, you know, he, he came through in a big way. Uh, I don't know of anybody that said anything at least, you know, of what mediocrity you know what i'm saying like they didn't, they didn't say anything like, nobody was like oh yeah it was pretty good it was overpriced yeah, was like, or the portions I, I were never, small nothing like that yeah, I didn't, at least i, I haven't heard no i didn't i didn't hear i was like, you know i heard man this is great like these beans yeah. this potato <laughs> salad the badass beans <laughs> the sauce you know it was it was so good and then you know the the other food, man, that was that was lights out too. I don't know if you guys had that. Well, I looked up, I looked up and the truck was gone. The first truck, I looked up and I realized I hadn't eaten anything. And that you're like, yeah, man, that truck's leaving, and they're <laughs> sold out. And I was like, oh my yep. gosh, like I everything was happening so fast Saturday, and there was so much going on. I mean, it felt like it it went by slow, but it it at the time if was flying by just look up and we're just cruising through these contests and you're like yep yeah, now the pizza you know now the pizza truck's coming yeah. but i think it was and, cool that it was it was unique you know they were uh unique to the area um you know bart not not necessarily to the area but he came up brought his trailer did his thing absolutely knocked it out of the park um and then we had the other two companies that that just offered something totally different. It wasn't just like a, uh, yeah, it wasn't just some crappy carnival food or, uh, yeah. just little finger stuff. And your only option is like, you know, a chicken strip basket. You know, I think over the weekend we had a, a pretty nice little, nice little variety there. No doubt. Bart was definitely clutch, dude. We're gonna have to take a trip to Conway soon. I know. I was just saying, we're going to have to go by and, and, uh, see him at his new, his new restaurant that he opened. Definitely. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Happy for him. Um, yeah. But man, he he did a great job, and 
the doggy max did a great job and the uh, it was blues fired pizza is that what it was yeah um and you know it's funny cody's mom so sweet she was going around buying pizzas <laughs> and giving them out to everybody and uh you know we tried to keep the water tanks filled up uh as much as we could you know i know all our callers there was plenty of drinks and waters and there was quite a lot of waters out there for just everybody in attendance that were free of charge yeah. we even had some red bulls before they ran out um they went pretty we quick but um and then the beer you know i don't there was no shortage of beer we might have ran out of a certain kind but i think just as far as just running out overall there was a lot of there, beer that was consumed and uh what i yeah. can recall there was beer all the way through the end yeah 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 there was plenty they, i think they sold out i think they sold out of bushlight the first night but that was i think i think that was because the way they had the trailer packed and we had gone and bought a bunch of ice uh, for the coolers that we had stacked that ice in the in that beer truck a certain way where they couldn't get the bush light. So we went to Bud Light, Budweiser, and Mick Ultras. And they and they, I can't imagine that they expected to sell that much either. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, it's. It, it, I think they had to sell between twenty two to twenty six uh, kegs worth of beer. Yeah. In two days. Yes. Yeah. You get yeah. some duck and goose hunters together and some some uh affordable beers, man. They yeah. can do some damage. Yeah. These guys are walking around with like cups just stacked up. Yeah. Like seven or eight, nine cups. One dude had like nine before <laughs> five o'clock on Friday. I was like, bro. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta relax a little bit. That's the dude that jumped in the water tank. Oh, that was close. To, hey, that was close having uh, having the hotel that close though, because nobody had to worry about anything. We could just right. ride the shuttle to the hotel. Well, the shuttle, and then, you know, that was there, uh, no doubt. What about our? We bitters? ended up with, um, you know, when I got a, a little free time, I tried to make some rounds and see how our vendors were doing and if they were happy. What kind of feedback have you guys heard from everyone that was set up at Squad Fest? Man, I've, I've heard some phenomenal uh, reviews from all the call makers. You know, like, uh, man, I, I, I don't think I've ever personally been to a call or a, a, an outdoor waterfowl event where somebody's selling 60 to 70 acrylic ducking each calls. Yeah, that's um, pretty strong. You know that that's that's. I mean, game fair might. I, I know that game, that's like comparable to game fair. But sure. I've never been to game fair, so I don't know. But well, uh, it's huge. You know, I mean, we're one brand with the limited number. Yeah, of yeah. These people have got, um, you know, some of the biggest names and you know histories in uh, the industry coming out for oh, this yeah. thing. But well, I, ours is dive bomb. I mean, I, I know like. Uh, like some guys came, like I think Bill Saunders calls, they sold out of honker calls and were running really, really low on, on some of their, you know, lesser Canada calls. And I know the Pacific guys, they sold 70 plus. And then the CNS guys, I mean, they sold 60 plus calls. I talked to Jake. Um, he, I don't he, know how many sold, but he said he was doing really well. You know, I asked him if he was happy. Oh, yeah. talked to Joe, uh, and Cal, they both sold a ton of calls. Um, Joey and Cal sold a lot of sweatshirts, dude. Did you see how many people was walking around with their shirts and sweatshirts? 
Yeah. Quite a few. Those. Yeah. Yeah. Quite a few. Uh, Camo, Camo Retro guy. Uh, he he did really really well. Oh, Logan. Uh, yep. And then you know there was a couple other other booths there like that weren't really selling stuff. They were just there to hang out and kind of make sure, connections. Like and I know that. Did and uh, our, yeah. Uh, Special ops excursions. Yeah, they they got them. Yeah. Yeah, man. They they uh. From what I understand, they had a, a couple outfitters come up and, you know, talk to them about connecting and potentially taking some of their guys out that they take out. Because that's what that's what special ops excursion does. Right. Is they take out guys that are, you know, special forces and stuff like that. It's pretty For cool. Sure. Um, they get, Didn't they give you a flag or something like that, Asher? Um, well, they gave they gave us a bunch of shirts. Um, okay. And I put some stuff on Cody's desk. I do believe that there was a flag. Uh, so, and so that, that flag. it was so early on, man. Uh, and there's so yeah. much that happened, but I know he, uh, Scott handed me a bunch of stuff. I hung out with him for a minute and talked to him and, um, he gave me a bunch of shirts and I think there was yeah. a flag in there. And I, I, I put it in, in Cody's office cause I didn't want to, misplaced it or anything but i believe that i had a flag folded up there yeah so that that flag is pretty cool man that flag was actually flown from a black hawk helicopter that had it hanging you know flying on a black hawk helicopter in and out of combat zone over that's there. awesome uh somewhere over over wherever special force operating at so <laughs> to uh must not be named areas sure. i guess so so we've but no, uh, we've talked a little bit <laughs> about next year but i think we're probably going to have to do the event off-site at a larger venue you know it'll take away some of that personal feel being right there at hq but you know we can still run a sale for pickup and doing it somewhere bigger will allow us i think not only to be able to spread out some but we can offer on-site parking and run wide open when it comes to yeah. booths yeah. and other attractions. You know, I would, I would like to allow outfitters and God services that want a booth to do so next year. I mean, I, I've already been contacted by at least, at least 10 call manufacturers and probably another 10 or 12 God service that have already asked me if they can reserve a spot for next year. And I was like, man, we, we don't yeah. even have the date set yet. We haven't talked about it, but you know, I know we'd like to have more attractions for kids. We've thrown around the idea of a retriever jump, games, maybe a okay. live band. You know, going back to the shuttle service, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. It was very well organized. The buses were big, they were comfortable. It worked extremely well, especially for those that um, you know, had a number of alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it worked really, really well. But the fact is um, on-site parking would be more convenient for all of our attendees. I mean, we did not have a choice this year, and I think we did a great job with what we had. But I think it went so well, and I've already talked to so many people that are making plans so far in advance for next year that yeah. I just feel like we're going to need a larger footprint. And uh, I, I think yeah. to do the things that we want to do next year, um, you know, we, we're going to have to do it at a uh, – a little yeah. larger. There, there's a um, there's a there's a park I have in mind, and where I, they do I, the actually, fest or whatever. Yep, yeah. yep. So that one would be fantastic because they got a stage, they got 
uh, you know, concession stands, they've got covered areas, uh, yeah. you know, and then they got that pond right there or yeah. lake, whatever you want to yeah. call it, where you could do, you know, Hey, we just showcased our honker floaters at the, at this past squad fest. Who knows what we're going to have mm-hmm. this summer, sure. you know? So then you could, you, you could have, you know, stuff lined up on the bank and then all in the water. I mean, it'd be really, really cool to kind of spread it out to, to make it a all around, you know, kid friendly, uh, dog friendly environment. Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, a few folks mentioned the heat and having the event earlier, but there's a couple issues with having the event earlier. First issue is that if you have it too early, Duck depression hasn't really set in because folks are still turkey hunting and fishing hard in the spring. So there's really no buildup or excitement yet for a waterfowl-related right. event. The, the second concern that I would have doing it earlier is the rain. That's that's not to say it couldn't rain on us in June. Yeah. But historical data tells us that we have a better odds with an outdoor event doing it at the very end of spring rather than earlier. It's kind of... I mean, it's like a mallard, sure. mallard duck in the woods. You can certainly kill them uh, in the trees, in the clouds, but you got much better odds doing it in the right. sunshine. Um, you know, it was hot, but I don't think the heat kept anybody from coming to the event that was planning on being there. But a rainy day no. would have absolutely killed the local attendance. Yeah. Sure. Um, and I, most of and us it, are used to the heat and humidity, especially people in that area and the people that were in driving yeah. distance. They they deal with heat. They work outside. Um, but rain, you man, that's a that would put a damper on the party pretty quick. And having well, we had we we had ahead. dudes show up. We had dudes show up wearing pants. Mm-hmm. I was like, I looked like the guys from like guys from Cadillac, Colby and Daniel, and then the Cadillac Creek guys from Texas. I was like, what are you guys Dude, doing? I wore pants both days, man. I didn't even. Oh my. Shorts. I wore pants yeah. the first day, and uh, I had to wash out my softball shorts for the next day. <laughs> so we were washing. Cade and I shared a room. We were washing. We were washing clothes in the sink, and we did laundry in the shower. <laughs> but the dates. I mean, yeah. I think the, the dates about are pretty good. It. You know, I think the dates. We were ahead of everybody yeah. else, but we're far enough out of the excitement of spring where you start to your heart starts to beat a little bit faster thinking about waterfowl. And if, and and if you it, did it any later, it's just going to be hotter, you know? Yeah. Um, but we're like on the dates that we did it this year, it kind of gives you something to look forward to. Like, you know, if you do it super early in the spring, you come out of waterfowl season, you go to squat test and you got a long roll. Yeah. You just got a huge lull throughout the summer. You got nothing to look forward to, but having it spaced out more kind of, kind of keeps the attention there. I like the dates that we chose. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, I think that the, that heat is a little abnormal. I, I, yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's 120 degrees in Washington State right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah, abnormal. Sure. It's it's a abnormal summer. Yeah. Let's talk about the calling contest. One thing that has been brought up to me repeatedly by the contestants were the number of people under and outside that tent that stuck around to watch these events, especially the opens. A number Mm -hmm. of individuals told me they have not seen that amount of people locked into a contest in a very long time. 
many, many guys said it brought on some adrenaline that they've never experienced on stage just due to the number of people in the crowd. Uh, yeah. Kyle, I don't have a very good gauge for this sort of stuff because I've never been to a contest other than uh, Main Street and Stuttgart. But how did this one line up with some of the bigger ones that you've seen? I mean, it, it's, it was either in line or, or had more people watching than almost every single calling contest that I've been to. Um, and that includes, you know, World Goose not, not knocking it. It's just they don't have – they just haven't had the people watching it. You know, we had 150-plus people watching the junior contest. That's ne- I've never, ever seen that, ever. Uh, you know, I, we had 300, probably close to 300 people watching, um, the, the two man duck, the open goose, the open meat duck. And that's, that's in 95 degree heat. Dude, like, there was people, a bunch of people on that last round of that open goose that yeah, were under yeah. the tent all along the sides and back there across the street. There was a bunch of people locked into that thing. Well, everybody, so everybody knew you know, I don't know how, going through our the Instagram DMs, how many did you guys see of people, people wanted to hear Hunter Grounds. Right. Yeah. You know, people want, people wanted to hear Robbie Iris. Robbie, yeah. Because those, those are guys, they, they can't compete at Worlds anymore. And, and this is, you know, this is their shot to listen to them. Them around like you used to. Exactly. I mean, it'd be just like people going to World Duck and wanting to watch John Stevens. Sure. You yeah. know, they just, they they can't listen to them. They want to hear it, but they haven't. They've never had the opportunity to do that. That's right. And I think that you know, and, and they, how many people were DMing us video and Hunter blow on the stage and tagging yeah. us? And they're like, right. yeah, you know, we're watching we're watching the goat right now. You know, yeah. like it it was. I got goosebumps right now talking about it just because it was cool. You know, and and I've I've never seen uh, that amount of people watching a calling contest. You know, it's funny. My dad, he's never, he's never heard any sort of calling like that. Um, you know, outside of hunting in the blind with you in forest. And, um, he was like, man, you know, listen to these other guys. They're good. He's like, but man, when Hunter goes, that's really, really fun to listen to, (laughs) you know, even somebody that don't even have like an ear for it at all. Um, you know, and Hunter took thirty. He he blew very well, and and Robbie was just absolutely unbelievable, um, flawless. But it was just so funny hearing that from somebody that literally zero ear for it. Not a goose hunter, did not grow up a goose yeah. hunter. But he said, "Man, when that guy blows a a goose call, your freaking ears perk up." You know? But it's cool too because it's it's not like you're just it's not like you're just like hearing a sound file of him on Facebook or something like sure. that. Like you're watching him in person, you're seeing his emotions and his face, and like right. seeing him getting red faced and stuff like that's cool. Seeing him like sitting in the crowd, watching him on the stage in person, like that makes it a lot cooler than watching it on Facebook or or whatever. Yeah, Kyle, he's I don't want to gotta... put you on the hot seat or anything, but is there anything Robbie could do to? be the greatest of all time. I mean, did, did Hunter just accomplish too much too early that, that nobody can ever surpass that or, you know, and with Robbie having won three and a champion champion, I mean, is there anything that he could do to be considered the go or did Hunter just do it all so early and so soon that there's just, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. I think that, 
I think that Hunter accomplished it. And then, you know, Hunter's won a couple junior world goose titles. And he's, he's also, I don't even know. I don't remember what he's done on the duck side, but Hunter accomplished it so early and so young, uh, you know, not to, not even to take anything away from Robbie. Cause sure. personally, I think, I think Robbie's, He's incredible. The, I think I think Robbie's, in my opinion, the greatest. Uh, and it's just, man, it's Hunter. It's it's so hard to compare because, like, when Hunter, like Hunter in two thousand seven, if he would, I mean, he would have taken first in this contest. Not not trying to take anything away from Robbie at all, but sure. it's just like Hunter was Hunter was unbeatable back in 2000 i mean if he came prepared like he prepared for the 2007 worlds you know it, it would be it would it would be lights out i mean hand hand it over right to check first round type type deal and that's that's what we did with robbie i mean after the first round of the after the first round of the squad fest open goose i was just like i was sitting back i, I judged and i was like dude there's that's hard to beat that that is extremely extremely hard to beat. What just got thrown down, you know, like it's just one of those where uh, guys guys get in their in their groove and they just come out with a routine that's unbeatable and they just walk away with everything, you know. All right, I'm gonna ask you another really tough question. <laughs> where would you have placed in that contest? Um, second. Probably, probably second. Fair enough. So, were you guys uh, surprised by any of the results? Any of the, I mean, I I don't think anybody was surprised um, with Robbie winning. I think, I think that was uh, the overwhelming favorite. I don't think anybody was uh, surprised with Trevor uh, finishing uh, very high. Nobody was really surprised with Hunter finishing up there. I think Um, Tyler Heaton definitely turned some heads. Yeah, I do too. I think the duck. I mean that was a that was a killer upset. Um, Tyler winning that thing. Colby was outstanding. Like Benjamin blew the the call very well. Uh, Trevor, you know he didn't he didn't place. So I, I think most people expected him to be top five in the duck. And um, yeah, was there any surprises for you guys? To be other than Tyler, I guess. Or um, to be. To be fair, I think Trevor had Trevor had a couple mess ups in the duck, and I think he would he would have been up in the top five, you know. And I think uh, you know Tyler definitely surprised us all. I mean, he went out won the novice contest, and he turns around and he cuts a check for five thousand dollars for winning the open open duck. Um, one guy that surprised me um, was the guy that took fourth. In the open goose, uh, is Luke White? You know Luke. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've worked. Yeah, he's he's eighteen. I, I've worked with Luke for a long time, and and he's just taken in goose calling as a whole, and just kind of continued. He's just taken that competitive mindset and just continued to you know put his nose to the grindstone and keep working and getting better and getting better. That was his. That was the first time he's really placed in the. He's placed in the top five with the big boys, and you're talking. There's a three-time world champion at third. There's a two-time world champion at second. There's a three-time world champion and a champion of champions at first. Mm-hmm. 
that's and he's eighteen. Like he won, he was in junior world. He's your junior world goose con champion in two thousand eighteen. You know, he hasn't competed in a year. I think that surprised me, and I think it surprised a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I then probably, I probably was because I don't have enough background in like enough background with those people. I don't really have any expectations going into it. I wouldn't say I was really surprised, but definitely kind of opened my eyes on on who's out there and who's who's hanging with the big dogs for sure. Right. I think next year, you know, we're talking about this year, then we're also talking about next year. I think next year we're gonna. I mean, there is there's five callers from the east coast that's what i was gonna ask come. you how would how different would these have looked if you know of course the dark, oh you gotta factor in seth but then if you go over to the yep. goose and you start you know talking about uh john walls i know trevor mentioned uh bobby several times yep. um yep. teddy I, I think yep so bob bobby heim and john walls teddy teddy hoover and lee williams uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a couple other guys that pop over to uh, Denny Hall and uh, and just a, a couple Justin Culver to be another another one. I mean, you're talking there's there's ten guys. There's the top ten could could all win there, but they could all go to World Goose and and win as well. You know, yeah. it's crazy that. There's there's that much talent. I mean, and then you got a guy from from Oregon if he pops out, Eric Strand. You know, yeah. if he came, that that's another guy that could be in the top five. So I think it's well. And then you're looking at hey, Mike Benjamin stuck the call in the first round, right? You know, and got cut. Like he's another dude that could be up there. Sure. And yeah, Mike's outstanding. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. That's the. There's a lot of potential with that calling contest, but at the same time, it just it makes it that much to judge. You know, I, I when I was sitting back there, and I'm sure Forrest the same. He was sitting there MC in the thing. He's just like, you know, it's just powerhouse after powerhouse after powerhouse sure. coming up, and it just makes it ten times harder to judge it. Well, I think that's what makes our contest unique is the there's you know no rules as far as who can blow in it, how many times you've won. So that already gives you an advantage to get guys that are um, the best of the best out there. But number two, the payouts are so large, it's drawing everybody out. (laughs) Everybody's coming, especially not just with the big first place payout, but we're talking about very, very nice payouts through five places. So like you said, you got nine, ten guys up there that have a chance to place anywhere in that top five, you go with over, you know, 50% odds, some 60, 70% odds of uh, even 90%, some guys of, of coming home uh, with some money. So you, you pair those two things, uh, no rules and big payouts to multiple places. And that is just setting the recipe to have a freaking absolutely epic contest. And that's for the mm-hmm. first year, that's what we had. And, uh, and next year is going to be even better. Uh, because I've already had people that weren't there that were like, oh, I can't believe I missed that, or oh, I'm making plans next year. And, um, you know, all people that, that are very, very good that have a chance to win. So I guess speaking of calling contest, Kyle, how are you feeling about Worlds and Easton this year? Uh, good. Uh, I, pro- I started, you know, practicing, being on the road so much, I haven't been able to practice a whole lot, but 
I started practicing a few days ago, and once we got a new house, and I already annoyed the neighbors, but it's all good. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 feeling good about it. We'll see. You know, just gotta go in confident with what you got, and confident with your bringing, and and go from there, and we'll kind of leave it all out there. What are you believing? Does Lex make you go outside to call at home, or do you do it in the house? No, she'll go. She'll go to bed and go to sleep. Um, she just go Yep. She's, I mean, she's so used to it right now. Honestly, like, I, I've told multiple people, she's been around it so much. If we needed a judge somewhere, I'd feel more <laughs> confident having her judge it because she, she got a good ear for it. Um, but no, she, she'll go, she'll, she'll listen to me. up. she'll go on the phone or she'll be able to work and I'll be able to practice. That's funny. So, yeah. Speaking of calling, I like had, I was sending some videos to Kyle the other night, having some, send me some stuff back and forth. Like, I'm ripping on my call in my office, like trying to practice my goose Here's calling. My goose calling. And Kelly's like, Jagger is asleep. <laughs> you know, like, you <laughs> need to chill out, you know? And I'm just in there, just like, I'm talking. I'm like, hey, buddy, like, I'm working on this. Can you help me, you know, get some flow, get this thing going smoother, help me with some notes, clean this stuff up, you know, and Kyle's sending me some stuff back and forth and I'm like kind of practicing and she's like, you need to shut the hell up. Your newborn <laughs> is asleep. And I'm like, Ugh, sorry. <laughs> Kyle, will you blow in the champion of champions uh, this year? Yeah. This they year, have that this, this year. year. So yeah. So last, obviously, cause you know, last year they, uh, they didn't have World Goose, so this year they'll have it, and they'll have Champion of Champions, and I'll, I definitely plan on plan on competing in it. I assume Hunter will be blowing that as well. Yep, Hunter, I'd imagine Trevor, um, got a couple other guys, Field Hudnall, Mitch Hughes. Uh, Mitch, is, uh, Mitch is a guy that nobody's ever heard, not a lot of people have heard of nowadays because he's been – Oh shit! He's won three times. Yeah, and he's good. Like he's he's disgustingly good. Um, he's another guy that would could win worlds tomorrow if they had it. You know, if he practiced. What are you blowing, Kyle? Uh, right now, uh, I actually was picking up the calls yesterday, trying to trying to get them uh, to get them where I like them. And right now, I'm in between a, a grounds G force. Or even a, a RI secret, which is the the Robbie Iverson uh, signature call for grounds. So okay. I'm kind of kind of torn in between those two. I got you. Well, Kate and I will be in West Texas and New Mexico at that time, <laughs> but I can promise you, if there's a live you know a live stream, we'll be watching it no matter where we are. Yeah, and, and that's that's one thing that that Easton does a really good job of is they they they've got uh a good they got a good live stream there they've got um they get kind of they give a ton of updates as far as what's going on in the calling contest too so it's there'll be plenty of people being able to watch that Forrest is going to blow in that too right yep and then we are Forrest and i are going to be blowing in the last i heard it's going to be the two-man world live goose instead of the two-man world goose so that's cool. that's cool. that'll sound you know that's 60 seconds and you're trying to sound like live geese out in the field so forrest and i we're going to start practicing up for that if forrest uh, if forrest ain't up to snuff just let me know and i i got you <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs>
we'll do a full episode on this as we get closer to season and everywhere that we'll be going. But uh, before we get out of here, are there any trips on the schedule that uh, you guys are really looking forward to or excited about? Yeah, I mean, I've got several probably that I'm excited about. Let me look at it right here. Um, that Salt Lake deal, that I, I'm kind of looking forward to that in Utah. It's going to yeah, be completely gonna be a different. different look, man. We haven't seen anything like that. Uh-uh. I'm so je- I'm I'm like so jealous of that. Like I've I've thought about texting Asher on the side, Kate, and be like, "Hey, Asher, let me go on that instead of instead of because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the cinnamon teal so bad, and I guess he, that guy shoots a bunch of them. Uh, I was looking at their Instagram yesterday, and like first three posts I saw were cinnamon teal. I was like, "Oof." He said it's a pretty yeah. good time frame. I'll talk to him. I mean, if you want to. You want to extend your schedule? I mean, by all means. I mean, I try to strategically set the schedule where everybody gets some breaks. But man, the way Kyle's schedule is going to be, he like keeps sending me all this stuff, and I'm like, bro, you're going to be spending a lot of time on the road <laughs> messaging me this stuff. Dude, I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to get I'm, after it, dog. I'd leave yeah. today. I'd leave today. If it was open, man, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm looking forward. I'm really looking forward to uh, getting down with. The boys at Dry Creek again. Uh, I haven't been there in a few years. Lodge and too. I really, I really enjoy uh, talking to Rustin and talking to those boys that work there because he yeah. he does a really good job and uh, Rustin's good people. So yeah. um, I uh, that, I always I always tend to look forward to our um, like our freelance stuff. It's yeah. it's always a good time whenever we get to go find our own stuff and. And kind of do our own thing for a week at a time. I always look forward to that type That's of stuff. That's kind of what I was going to say. I love I love all the trips and seeing all our friends all over North America. No but, you know, we do. We've got three or four freelance trips on the schedule with just the crew that were very strategically scheduled. So, That's so it's fun. nice just, on those just to kind of get back to the roots and, you know, grinding with the boys. So. <laughs> I'm definitely excited about those. Yeah, it's uh, I love it all, man. You know, it's nice going in and you know having stuff teed up and uh, you know, seeing our friends and that was what was so much fun about Squad Fest was just seeing people outside of. It was very refreshing just to hang out with people for for what it was for the weekend, not rather than yeah yeah, being in a hunting situation or yeah. Um, that was just, that was just cool. So, uh, love them all, but those freelances, they're, they're good. It was cool. It was cool though, hanging out with the guys that we've known for a couple of years now. And normally when we see them, they're kind of in a, and they're really stressed out, but their mind's in a different place during that <laughs> They've been, time. Like, and they're killing themselves. They're worried about one mind. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're worried about one thing whenever we hang out with them in the season. So it was cool just to kind of sit back and yeah. sit under the shade with them and just chill. Yeah. yeah. For sure. No stress. Yeah. At- well, like, so going back to the, the squad fest thing, like our, our form and fan page has what, like 45,000 members on it, right? And then we have all these people that we interact with daily on social media, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, you know, on the Facebook page, more people kind of interact with each other. And I thought it was really, really cool that, you know, not we not only got to meet people that we've never met before but we've been talking to for a while but there were so many people that are on our forum and fan page that were actually like you know they got to meet the dude that they get to that they get you know they give give each other jabs back and forth or they give each other crap you know like it was just cool because it instead of like all being like hey nice to meet you 
you know, it was like, dude, nice to finally meet you. You know, you know, yeah. how's how's Oklahoma, dude? You know what I'm saying? It, sure. it just created a, a a much friendlier and open environment for people uh, versus you know the older older style shows where you're kind of like getting mean mugged for for having right. a dive bomb hoodie or you know <laughs> or or, uh, or, uh, or something like that. You know, it's it's uh, well, I it think, was cool. I think the coolest part, you know. I, obviously our job is is marketing and social media so we're on there all the time so we basically see everything and you know i see a lot of people leading up they're like oh you know it's going to be this huge douchebag fest or whatever and i think the coolest part about the whole thing is like that literally could not have been further from the truth when it comes to egos there was no egos people running around there like they had the biggest swinger in the place i mean yeah. it was not like that and i i love so much how it was just having a good time a lot of like-minded people uh just spending some time together in the middle of summer looking forward to waterfowl season nothing more nothing yeah. less yeah it was basically, I agree that. basically just a big potluck full of waterfowlers <laughs> Yeah, man. After trick potluck, got that fried chicken and sweet tea. Be good. Fellowship. fellowship. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's gonna wrap up this one. Uh, Appreciate both of you guys hopping on here with me, and uh, I'm sure I'll probably be talking to y'all in the next like 30 minutes. I'm sure something will come up. But we gotta go get some pictures this afternoon. That's right. That's right. Better head down this way. I'm headed there. All right, guys. I'll talk to y'all soon. <laughs> All right. See you, man. All right, bye. See you. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. We have a big season ahead and look forward to bringing you all the inside looks from our travels to our YouTube channel. So make sure you are subscribed. Until then, we're going to keep working hard in preparation for when that time comes. So please reach out via call, text, email, or social media. If you have any questions or anything we can help you with, Uh, if you're listening from Canada, don't forget that we have DiveBombCanada.com now. Use it. Reach out to Ben. Call him. Text him. Ask him questions. Let him help you out. It's hot out there, folks. Stay hydrated. Go for a swim. Until next time, y'all be good. Thank you for listening to the Dive Bomb Squadcast.